Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. And to everyone who is Irish, of Irish descent, or simply thinks of themselves as part Irish, happy St. Patrick's Day from America's most listened to radio travel show. Hi, I'm Rudy Maxey, your genial host, and in a few minutes, we're going to check in with the Dallas Morning News reporter who covers American Airlines to learn the reason behind Americans' newest and latest request for moving back the deadline for presenting its reorganization plan to a bankruptcy court. And from Ann Bannis of SmarterTravelMedia.com, we'll learn some of the myths about staying healthy while traveling abroad. Do you really need to avoid drinking the local water? And public television's travel show host Rick Steves joins me to talk about his places of the heart, the places he goes to to find refuge and to relax. And if you're thinking about retiring abroad, why not travel to a few places and check them out? Kathleen Petticord of liveandinvestoverseas.com will be here to list some of the very best places to both travel to and to retire to. Plus, as always, I have a few juicy deals of the week at the end of the hour, but let's begin, as we always do here, with a quick look at the week's news and travel. Well... Boeing got its 787 Dreamliner back in the air again, but there were no passengers aboard. The FAA on Tuesday gave Boeing permission to test its redesigned lithium-ion battery system aloft. One of the planes will carry the batteries and new enclosures that better insulate those batteries. There's also a fireproof shield around the batteries and a venting system in case a fire causes smoke. Investigators still haven't been able to pinpoint the exact causes of fires on the two planes that caused uh, Boeing's new pride and joy to be grounded in mid-January. Even if these systems prove trustworthy, it may not be until April or May that they can be installed on all 787s. No one has set a date for the planes to fly commercially again, though late this week Boeing said it hopes that will be a matter of weeks rather than months. We all know there are some places in the world where it's not advisable to drink the water, but, but Los Angeles' airport? Well, that was the case Wednesday when a contractor working on a pump room in Terminal 6 found there was a cross-contamination between potable water, potable water line, that means water that is drinkable, and another non-potable one for recycled air conditioning water. Water fountains were immediately covered, food concessions were closed, and passengers were directed to other terminals for food options. Bottled water was made available, restrooms remained open. By 2.30 Thursday morning, L.A. time, the water was declared safe for drinking again. I wonder how many folks got to have a little sip of, of uh, recycled air conditioning water before they, before they managed to cover all the fountains. Terminal 6 in L.A., by the way, hosts some United flights as well as Frontier, Legionnaire, Copa, Great Lakes, and Alaska Airline flights. The airline lobbying group in D.C. this week renewed its call for Uncle Sam to relieve the burden of taxes levied on airlines. Listen to this. According to Airlines for America, $61 of the typical 300 round-trip ticket goes to Washington in the form of taxes and fees. It's about 20% of the cost of your average airline ticket. The lobbying group points out that federal tax rates on airline tickets exceed those of alcohol and tobacco sales, the so-called SIN products, that are taxed generally at high levels in order to discourage their use. Well, American Airlines this week asked a bankruptcy court for yet another extension to file its reorganization plan. The airline says if it can just have until May 29th, the end of May, it'll unveil a plan that, and here I quote, will enable the creation of a premier global airline with a balance sheet and capital structure that will assure its long-term viability and maximize value for all our stakeholders, unquote. Rush right out and buy that stock as soon as it's back on the list, back listed. 
Well, Terry Maxson's been covering the twists and turns of Americans' bankruptcy as well as its proposed, proposed merger with U.S. Airways. From his perch as a reporter at the Dallas Morning News, we talked to Terry uh, not long ago about the U.S. Airways merger. I asked him to come aboard and chat with me for a couple minutes about what this latest request for a delay in filing bankruptcy papers means. Terry, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here. Glad to be there today. Okay, Terry, so what's the story here? What is this? Is this just a formality? Is this taking longer than people think? What, what's, the, what's the buzz in Dallas? Well, I think I consider this kind of the final act. Had they not gone through the merger, I think probably we would have seen a plan of reorganization filed in February or maybe March. Uh, I think Tom Horton, the chairman and CEO of American Rich, really pushing to get it done and uh, uh, be out, have a plan of reorganization uh, by March or April. But, you know, this this is kind of, as I say, the final act. Uh, you can see a timetable where they file the plan of reorganization, then they have two months till July 29th to solicit approvals from uh, creditors and other stakeholders. And then, you know, they've been saying six months from the merger to have it uh, finalized. Well, we're talking about somewhere in August. So judge holds a hearing in August, approves the plan of, of uh, reorganization. A couple of uh, weeks later, uh, they, they emerge as a merged company. So, you know, if you get a merge and it takes six months to get all the approvals, you know, that fits right in. Okay, so the merger in late summer or August maybe, um, yep. and, and maybe an actual reorganization plan taking into consideration the imminent arrival of U.S. Airways as its uh, new partner in life. Uh, in in late uh, April, is is this yet another this this yet another postponement uh, of submitting a reorganization plan to a bankruptcy court? Does this affect passengers and flyers in any way, Terry? No, I don't think so. Uh, it it is. Uh, if anyone has seen a change in uh, their trips, their travel, or such during the bankruptcy, uh, I would be surprised, except for that period in September where the pilots uh, suddenly found a lot of mechanical issues from the airplanes and right. cancellations and delays. Other than that, it, it, it has been business as usual, and uh, and I think that will continue uh, through this. The bankruptcy really hasn't uh, slowed down uh, the airline. Terry Maxson is an airline writer for the Dallas Morning News, and he's the principal author of its airline biz blog. You can find that at aviationblog.dallasnews.com. Terry, thanks for dropping in and talking to us. It was a pleasure. Let's do it again. Take care. Uh, Delta Airlines' decision to invest about $160 million in its operation at LAX is a bid for that airline to become a major player, rivaling American and United in the Southern California market. It's adding 17 new flights to eight new destinations. It's boosting the number of its seats out of LAX by 12%. It's also upgrading its terminals. Last summer, it introduced a new luxury bar in the Sky Team Lounge at uh, its terminal at LAX with bartenders mixing drinks rather than just uh, offering a grab a bottle of beer and go bar. I'm not sure when we can call LAX a Delta Hub, but the airline's getting closer to making it one. Uh, just before we go, let me just pass along a quick quick tip that, uh, uh, let me, oh, I should welcome Janet Diaz-Savita McDonald. She is my new producer. She's just joined the show this week, and uh, she, you will hear her name when I say thank yous at the end of uh, end of the show. Janet has joined me, and she uh, passed along a couple of tips she picked up uh, on the web this week. If you're a frequent traveler who, like me, has trouble remembering your hotel room or where you park your car in one of those cavernous parking garages at major airports, here's a simple solution. Just take, take, take a picture of your hotel room, the number on your hotel room door with your cell phone. Or take a picture of the parking lot and stall number 
of where you park your car. That's all. That's all you got to do. Then you, or the alternative is just uh, put it in an email to yourself and send it to yourself. Memo to self. Here's where I park the car, and here's the hotel room I'm staying in. Um, I know it's hard to believe for folks who don't travel a lot who might be listening to the show that you forget your hotel room. But if you're doing you know, five hotels in five nights, you're lucky to remember the city you're in. All right, you're in Rudy Max's World coming up next. What's with the, uh, uh, what are the biggest health myths, myths about traveling outside of these United States? We'll learn all about that. Don't go away. We'll be right back. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. With over a million products, Granger's your one-stop shop to help keep your facility running. And no one has more of the best brands. Like Fluke, Granger has an enormous selection of Fluke testing tools, including the VTO2 visual thermometer, a breakthrough in temperature measurement, the brands you want, the products you need, the good-looking radio guy you love to hear. Okay, I added that part. Buy your supplies smarter. Call, visit a branch, or click Granger.com slash fluke today. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you have gout, listen closely. It's the sound of gout silently attacking joints between flares. You won't hear it, and you may not feel it, but if your uric acid level remains high, crystals can continue to build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. For more information, go to goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It's 18 minutes after the hour. I'm Rudy Maxa. Ann Bannis is the executive editor of TravelSmarter.com. And I recently caught a piece she wrote, and it was uh, reprinted in the Huffington Post, or certainly uh, appeared there when I saw it. And it talked about the myths of traveling abroad, what makes you get sick, and what doesn't. And uh, we reached Ann in Paris, I think, on your cell phone. Are you there, Ann? Hello. Hello, Ann. Hey, how's everything in Paris? Hello. Yes. Oh, it's fantastic. Absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. here. Little, little oh. gloomy today, but it's still, still a great time. But hey, you're in Paris, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's start with the thing that everybody worries about everywhere they go. Can I drink the water? How do you know if you can drink the water? And are, are a lot of us, particularly maybe baby boomers like I am, stuck in this sort of, sort of thing that you can't drink the water anywhere but in your hometown? 
Well, that's not necessarily true, but you do have to be careful because, you know, if water is contaminated with bacteria, that is one of the main ways that travelers do get sick on vacation. So you want to do a little research, you know, especially if you're traveling to third world country, you know, that's where you're going to run into a lot of, you know, dangerous territory. Um, However, you know, it never hurts to be safe. You know, you might think you're going to a a first world country, but maybe they have a different, uh, you know, type of bacteria that their residents are used to, but you're not. Just play it on the safe side. Get bottled water. Um, You know, it is true in some destinations they kind of recycle water and put the cast back on. So make sure you're getting it from a reliable source. You could check on other travelers' forums um, or just, you know, basically ask around and research your destination in advance. Well, a couple of things you mentioned. First of all, you, you suggest not even not even uh, brushing your teeth with water in a place where it might not be safe. But this was a new one to me. The, uh, the condensation on the outside of cans and bottles, maybe of soda or beer, might be contaminated. So you suggest wiping the cans clean, letting them dry before opening? Absolutely. That's always a good idea. I mean, you don't know where those bottles or cans have been sitting. Maybe they've been stacked. Maybe they've been in a storage area with creepy crawlies all over the place. Who knows? It always is a good idea to just wipe that clean um, and, you know, make sure that you're not taking any risks. And you say that pathogens are not killed by freezing, so that ice cubes are as dangerous as a glass of uh, water right out of the tap. Exactly, and this is a mistake that travelers make all the time. You know, say you're going somewhere like Mexico, you want to get a margarita. Well, those a lot of those drinks are made with ice. Ice may not be safe, so you're better off maybe getting a beer or something that's in, again, a bottle or a can just to be on the safe side. I am a huge fan of street food, particularly in countries like Thailand. I'm a little more careful in India, I will admit. Um, but <laughs> But you say the first thing you should look for if you're going to eat food that's prepared on the street and is wide open to the air um, are, are what? Flies. Be, yeah. be very careful of flies. Um, you know, if you are going to go looking for street food, look for any kinds of flies or bugs that might be crawling because, you know, those things, they, they deposit bacteria in multiple ways. Don't want to get into the details. It's, it's not so pleasant. But um, if there are a lot of flies around, chances are that there might be bacteria coming into that food. So maybe pass on that and instead go to a restaurant where they'll prepare the food for you right there. You know, I, I did think that cold killed pathogens, but you've clearly disabused me of that notion. Uh, am I right that, that cooked food is much safer than uncooked food? You are absolutely correct. Oh, thank, goodness. Also- thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> I've also been training as a chef, so I know this from culinary school. You know, there's sort of this danger zone with food where it can't be between, say, uh, 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. That's your danger zone. If it's well below that, chances are it's okay. It's refrigeration. That's good. It slows down the growth of any pathogens. If it's above 140, it kills off any pathogens. If anything is in that zone in between, say something's been sitting out or it's out in the sun, that's where you have to be really careful. That's something I would pass on. So buffets might be, particularly in uh, warm climes where you might have a beachside buffet and the food's been the salad, the coleslaw, the potatoes, whatever has been out for two hours or even an hour, uh, might not be a great bet. Exactly. And if that food has been out in the sun, then it's even more dangerous because, you know, the sun just heats it up. It's not going to heat it up enough, but it's going to put it in a really bad place where that bacteria can um, rapidly multiply. One thing we talk about on this show, Anne, when we when there's an outbreak of something, uh, we usually have a doctor on uh, who specializes in travel-borne diseases, and washing hands is always very basic, and you touch on that, but you expand a bit, and you 
you suggest if you're going to a restaurant to, to look for good signs of hygiene. I guess, uh, I mean, for example, is there soap in the bathroom? Um, are food handlers' uh, hands clean, and, and are, are they running their hands through their hair or wiping their noses or whatever? Uh, <laughs> this is... Uh, uh, this is a bigger problem than I think most people recognize. I don't think we normally look at look at a kitchen or look in a bathroom and think, oh, if this is dirty, maybe the kitchen's dirty. Yeah, that's very true. And, and you know, this is not something that's foolproof. Obviously, you go to some restaurants, you're not going to have access to the kitchen. You can't always tell what's going on behind the scenes. But, you know, if, if you're in an open kitchen area, you see people preparing food, just, you know, take a peek, see what, see what their habits are. Um, you know, a lot of uh, good establishments will have certifications on the wall or they'll have signs that, you know, ask employees to please wash their hands. doesn't mean that they do, but, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, shows that it's a restaurant that is concerned about uh, food safety and hygiene more so than maybe a dive that doesn't have any of the things posted. I'm talking with, uh, my guest is uh, a, a, a journalist, and she is um, executive editor of TravelSmarter.com. What is, uh, her name is, I'm sorry, is Ann Banas. Uh, I'm producing, I presume I'm pronouncing B-A-N-A-S, correct? Is that right, Ann? That's correct, but it's Smarter Travel. Just flip those two words. So, oh, not Smarter Travel Media. I'm sorry, that's your email address. So it's SmarterTravel.com yes. is the website. Exactly. Okay. I don't know why I have Travel Smarter on my sheet here. That's my mistake. SmarterTravel.com. Um, all right. Tell me what I would learn on that website generally. I know we're talking about a specific thing you've written, but what gen what generally does SmarterTravel.com do as a website? Well, Smarter Travel is a consumer website, so we focus on issues that affect real travelers. We have a lot of tips and advice, how-tos, um, and also destination ideas. So it's kind of a one-stop shop for trip planning and inspiration all right and you are the executive editor now what about uh, fruits and vegetables give me the rundown and the basic rules on that please well fruits and fruits and vegetables may sound safe but however they might be washed with water that's unsanitary so you really want to follow a simple rule and and Christine Sarkis, who actually wrote the article, I was the editor of it so we worked we collaborated on this piece but um, she has a nice line it says boil it peel it cook it or forget it. And I think that's a really uh, simple thing for people to remember when it comes to fruit. You don't want to eat it if, it ha if it's not something that is either cooked or something that you can peel yourself. So even a lovely green salad in a fancy restaurant in a, you know, even in a, in a, in a maybe in a third world country, uh, approach with caution? Definitely. I mean, if you're traveling, obviously, you know, I'm in Paris, I'm eating all the produce here at, at nice restaurants and stuff. I mean, you know, you, you have to kind of... Um, you know, use common sense. You know, the, the restaurants are clean. It's a, you know, it's a great city. People don't typically have complaints at, you know, the, you know, European destinations. But if you're traveling somewhere like Mexico or other, um, you know, destinations maybe in Latin America that are, you know, may, maybe not so first world, that's when you have to be a little bit careful. All right. Now, are you brushing your teeth with water there in Paris, with the local water out of the tap water out of your hotel room? I am. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I, I grew up in Europe in a time when you couldn't do that, and I think there's still a lot of people yeah. who still ask me, oh, I'm going to France, I'm going to Germany, I'm going to England, Should, can I brush my teeth, can I drink the water? And I, I, I would say the answer is yes in Western Europe. Would you join me in that? Absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've been to Paris and, and other destinations in Europe multiple times, and I've never had a problem, so I feel very comfortable. But, you know, some people, you know, it, Americans do tend to be very germaphobic, and, and I understand yes. I understand why, you know, a lot of people have had bad experiences. So you have to find your own comfort zone. And, you know, when in doubt, 
err on the side of caution. It can never hurt. Have you ever gotten deathly ill while traveling abroad due to food or water? All right, I'm going to knock on wood and say never except from a Las Vegas buffet. <laughs> a Las Vegas buffet. <laughs> well, I have fallen air in both Mexico and Thailand and India, or all three, I should say. India was very bad. But having said that, I love India, I love Thailand, I love Mexico. So if I had read this article by Christine Sarkis, uh, uh, I might have been spared that. Let me just tease uh, uh, smartertravel.com. This is not that you can go and read this piece if... Uh, if uh, if it's piqued your interest, but you'll also find links at the bottom of it to seven foods you should eat before flying and uh, the ten germiest places you'll encounter while traveling. I don't want to spoil it. Go check it out at smartertravel.com. And Ann Sarkis is the, uh, excuse me, I called you Ann Sarkis. That's uh, uh, Christine's last name. Um, Ann Bannis is the executive editor of smartertravel.com, where you will find this article and others. Um, I think you better get both URLs. And hey, thanks for joining us from Paris. Uh, nice to have you on the show. We'll have you on again. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right. I'm a little confused about that website. When we come back, Rick Steves is joining us. You watch his shows on public television. We're going to talk to him about his secret places of the heart. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. With over a million products, Granger's your one-stop shop to help keep your facility running. And no one has more of the best brands. Like Fluke, Granger has an enormous selection of Fluke testing tools, including the VTO2 visual thermometer, a breakthrough in temperature measurement. The brands you want, the products you need, the good-looking radio guy you love to hear. Okay, I added that part. Buy your supplies smarter. Call, visit a branch, or click Granger.com slash fluke today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. You know, I've been doing this show for three and a half years, and I've been in remiss in not having my friend and uh, one of the most popular travel broadcasters and uh, guidebook writers in the world, certainly in the United States, Rick Steves on the show. And I'm delighted to have him now. We found him in a car driving across Ohio somewhere, but he's on nonetheless. And I asked, Rick is a guy who's got more than 100 shows on public television on the great destinations of the world. I was surprised. I thought I was the only guy who did that, but apparently Rick's got some too. He is wildly popular. He's been on 10 years longer than I have. And uh, his, his books are bestsellers, his guidebooks to Europe. Uh, he knows everything about you. This is a guy who can go anywhere in the world he wants. So I wanted Rick to come on and talk about his places of the heart. You know, we do this uh, standing department now and then where we talk to somebody about where they go to find peace or refuge on vacation. I thought a guy like Rick, who travels all the time, 
Where does he go besides maybe home? Rick, welcome to welcome to the show. Where are you in Ohio? Hi, Rudy. Uh, oh, I'm on a freeway somewhere uh, near Dayton. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so I'm tell just, us, I'm what do a, you do? I'm a, go ahead. I'm on a 12 city and 12 day road trip here, giving giving talks around the country about living in Europe. Oh my God, goodness. Okay, now where is where is where is your place of the heart or places of the heart? Where do you go to get away to recharge and uh, and renew yourself? Well. You know, I'm pretty lucky. I love my work so much. I spend four months a year in Europe, and most of that time I'm uh, researching guidebooks or making our TV shows. You know, it takes about six to 30 minutes TV show. That takes a lot of time. And um, I'm just lucky I found uh, work that just gives me energy. So I, I, I go to Europe and I enjoy my work. I meet a lot of Americans who are just great travelers and getting out of their comfort zone and making lots of friends and learning lots of things and eating lots of good food. Uh, occasionally I get burned out. I just keep going too fast, and then I kind of fry my brain, and I need to do what I call uh, convalesce. And my two favorite <laughs> places to convalesce would be Lake Como, north of Milano in northern Italy, and a little town called Verena. It's sort of a Luna de Mille country, they call it, honeymoon country. Everybody there it seems to be on honeymoons or anniversaries and romantic getaways. And then when I'm in Germany or that area, I like to go to the Mosul River, a very sleepy little sister of the Rhine River. And I hang out in a little town called Beilstein. Can you spell the name of the town in uh, around Lake Como that you go to? Uh, Varena, V-A-R-E-N-N-A, Varena. It's just about a 15-minute ferryboat ride from Bellagio, more of a resort town that a lot of Americans can recognize that and, name. And Bellagio, of course, is the name of that uh, faux Italian resort in Las Vegas. So and how often uh, – let, 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 I, I know you like Italy because I remember years ago – I was on holiday in in Portofino, and and uh, I was walking into town, and you were walking out of town, and you were on holiday as well, as I recall. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I was on holiday or, or filming one of our TV shows, but doesn't no, matter. You were on holiday because I asked you. I, I asked you if you're filming. You said right? no, we're just on holiday. And I just thought it was, just first of all, it's sort of weird that we would. Yeah, I'm, that was a small world, but uh, we both love the Italian Riviera, so. It's not uh, too surprising. Yeah, um, uh, that was so. So you go there, and how long might you stay when you're in what you call convalesce mode? Oh, two or three days, just till I can recharge my battery and then get back out there. Normally, I'm researching my guidebooks, and these guidebooks, you know, we're the only people out there, I think, that have the old-fashioned approach of, uh, you know, doing our very best to physically visit every place in every book every year, and it's just we wear out a lot of shoes doing that. And uh, when I'm working. Uh, it really is like a kid in a candy store. There's just uh, it's so much fun because I I have the luxury of hide, hiring local guides. So each day I get a, a local expert to show me around, and I get to pick their brain, and they take me all sorts of beautiful places. And then each evening, I have the challenge of uh, checking out all the restaurants that I recommend in that town, and also running down all the feedback and tips I get from my traveling uh, re readers who say I should check out this restaurant or that restaurant. So during prime time in the evening when uh, the restaurants are full of people happily eating, I run around and visit each of these restaurants and sort of get a sense of how they are. And uh, at the end of the evening, my, 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 my very best sort of treat to myself is after three hours of running around checking out restaurants, just before they're closing, I go back to my favorite restaurant in the evening, sit down and ask the chef to bring me whatever he wants me to eat. And uh, I've had a good day of work and research. I've learned a lot about the restaurants. I've been looking at people eating beautiful food, 
and then I finally just sit down, and uh, that's a luxurious sort of wonderful way to cap the day for me. Now, I know you live in the Seattle area. Is there somewhere in the Pacific Northwest closer to home that you might retreat to for a weekend? Um, I've got a cabin up in the Cascade Mountains that I, I love to go to, and for me that's solitude. It's just two hours uh, east of Seattle, and I get up there, and uh, I can stand out on the deck and hear the little uh, river down below me and, uh, and uh, just uh, celebrate, you know, the, the beautiful Northwest. So that's where I like. Mm -hmm. Also, it's... Um, I pretty much grew up in the San Juan Islands, the gorgeous islands up there by the border of the United States and Canada, and that's lovely, too, if you live in the Northwest or if you're visiting. A beautiful, beautiful part of the country. Okay. Uh, the village of Varenna near Lake Como, the Moselle River, and then that cabin in the, uh, uh, that's <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest and the and Cascade if you want Mountains. The, if you want the address to my cabin, you can just go to <laughs> RudyMaxa.com. <laughs> And if you want to know more about Rick, and uh, you ought to if you haven't seen his television shows, and if you're going to Europe, pick up one of his guidebooks, uh, go to ricksteves.com. Steves is just Steve with an S on it. ricksteves.com. Hey, Rick, have a nice uh, uh, tour in my uh, home state of Ohio, and thank you for joining me all this right. weekend. Let's do it again. Well, Rudy, thanks for uh, uh, all that you do, and best wishes with your work. Thank you. RickSteves.com is the place to find out more about Rick. Do catch his shows on public television stations everywhere. Stick around. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. I see you got your eye on this convertible. Just picture yourself in it. Top down, wind in your hair. I love to own it, but my allergies <coughs> wouldn't let me put the top down. Really? You're going to let allergies stop you from driving your dream? The power of Allegra. It relieves your toughest allergy symptoms. Only Allegra is both fast and non-drowsy. Goodbye, symptoms. Hello, dream machine. Allegra. Stop suffering. Start living. Starts working in one hour among OTC-branded antihistamines. Believe sneezing, itchy, runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, and itchy throat. Applies to first dose only. Uses directed. With an industry-leading distribution network, Granger can save you tons of downtime by offering over 900,000 products. Many ready to ship right when you need them. In fact, 99% of items ordered ship same day so fast the international acronym committee is considering changing asap to asag for as soon as granger at least they would be considering it if there were such a committee to help keep your business running efficiently call clickgranger.com or stop by a branch today granger for the ones who get it done if you have gout and think a few attacks a year are all you have to worry about think again fact is gout can attack silently even between flares. You may not feel it, but gout's root cause, high uric acid, can allow crystals to continuously form and build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. Get more information at goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. 
To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing Losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 43 minutes after the hour. Now, here's a great reason to travel, a great excuse to go to fabulous places. Just say you're checking out where you'd like to retire. I mean, it's research. It's research. It may even be tax deductible, but you talk to your accountant. Don't take it from me. Kathleen Petticord uh, runs a website. Called, she's publisher of liveandinvestoverseas.com. That's all one word, well, except for the .com, liveandinvestoverseas.com. It's a website that presents options and opportunities for Americans about places to live, retire, and invest overseas. Uh, she is based in Panama. We reach her in Panama, not Panama City, Florida, but Panama, the country of Panama. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the destinations she's recommended to Americans uh, for, uh, for retirement. And I think you'll find most of them are great. All of them are great places to visit as well. Welcome to the show, Kathleen. Nice to have you on for the very first time. How's everything in Panama? Hello. It's, it's great. It's sunny as usual. Oh, good. Well, now, that's, <laughs> that's, that's one of your top ten destinations. It's Panama, right? It is because we focus, you know, more uh, on travel, but more so on living and retiring in different places. And from a lifestyle and specifically a retirement lifestyle point of view, Panama really is one of the top two or three choices right now. And why, I mean, I guess cost is a factor. You actually have on your website, and we'll point people to that again as we get near the end of the interview, you actually give sample rents. What, what, what does it cost to rent a nice, I don't know, you, you tell me how you express it. Right. Well, it's... It's funny because you have to think about localized spots, not just the country. You know, you wouldn't think about the cost of rent in the United States, for example. You'd focus right. in. So here in Panama, it can be very different. Panama City is not so cheap anymore. But many retirees come to Panama not for the city, which is really a city. It's a big, gritty, urban place. But there are two other really appealing lifestyle options. One is on the beach because Panama has lots and lots of coastline and a lot of islands. And as well in the mountains, there are interesting choices. In fact, in Boquete in the mountains, there's one of the biggest established community of foreign retirees in the world. It's also a really popular traveler's uh, spot, eco-traveler destination. And in Boquete, for example, in the mountains, you could rent a nice little house comfortable for $500 a month. On the coast of this country, on the Pacific coast, for example, there would be good choices, really charming little coastal towns where you could rent for $400 a month. No. And these are very, I mean, you know, electricity, water, clean, exactly. well-situated, safe. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's so cheap. safe. Yeah. It's very cheap. And rent is, it's a, when you think about living or retiring in a place, rent is important because it's, it's a big part of anyone's budget anywhere. And so if sure. you can get your rent very controlled, 
Well, other, you know, your overall cost of living can be very low. And how far away of, say, say the mountain town you mentioned or the beach town from major hospitals or Panama City? Are they long drives? In some cases, not so. And uh, the country is growing so rapidly. Panama is in a, a serious growth stage. And so they're building lots of new hospitals and clinics across the country. Panama City has really international standard medical care. There's a Johns Hopkins-affiliated hospital here in Panama City. So if you were anywhere within a couple of hours here and there are good postal choices within a couple of hours of Panama City, then health care wouldn't be a concern at all. There's another town farther inland, Santiago, that's growing very fast and where they're building a, a big new state-of-the-art hospital as well. What does a nice two-bedroom apartment in Panama City cost, just to give our listeners some idea of living in the big city? In the city, I'd say you're looking at at least $800, maybe $1,000 a month. That's still cheap. All right, let's go on it's to Belize. Still not so expensive, got... yeah. Belize, Ecuador, and Colombia are your next three. Um, I'm going to keep you through the commercial break uh, because uh, it's just a good thing to do, uh, Kathy. But talk <laughs> quickly about Belize, Ecuador, and Colombia. Okay, these are all really different choices. Belize, I, was just, I just returned from Belize last night. This is just a, the best place, I think, to escape the world. You arrive in Belize, and any concern or worry you had disappears. It's known for Ambergris Key and its Caribbean islands, but it also has a beautiful inland interior rainforest that's just a wonderful place to be. Uh, then Colum uh, uh, Rent. Re in Cayo, which is the inland, very cheap. You can rent for two or $300 a month. On oh the islands, yeah, in the islands, in Ambergris Key, for example, that's going to be much more expensive, but still very affordable compared to other better-known, developed Caribbean choices. Ambergris, I'd say you're looking at $800 a month, but compare that to Grand Cayman, for example, or the Virgin Islands. Sure. All right, let's take a break because uh, we, we've got uh, 20 seconds before we have to take a, a hard stop for a commercial, and then I want you to join me. The next segment is usually my deals of the week, and these sort of sounds like deals of the week, so stay with me, Kathleen. Uh, we're talking with Kathleen, uh, the publisher of liveandinvestoverseas.com. We're talking about places that are great to visit and might be great, great places to retire. We'll, we'll rejoin Kathleen Petticord in just a moment. Stick around. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. We're talking with Kathleen Petticord. She is the publisher of a website called Live and Invest Overseas. And we're talking about the best places to perhaps retire, but they also happen to be great places to travel to, and that's a great excuse to go to them to see if maybe someday you want to retire there. And we just discussed Panama. We touched on Belize, and we've got a we got about eight more, and we only have about five minutes here, Kathleen. So maybe maybe we should maybe we should go through that list of top ten, and it's just so listeners can hear them, and then we'll go back and talk about a couple specific ones. So we've got Panama, okay. Belize, Ecuador, and then what else you have? Uh, Colombia. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, in Europe, I would say the top choices would be Ireland, France, 
uh, Italy and Spain, uh, Malaysia and Thailand in uh, Asia. Uh, what else might I have left off? And let's not, for, let's not forget my favorite one in South America, which is Uruguay. That's, uh, Uruguay. I love that country. Very good choice, yeah. Right. Okay, so now why... Now, France and uh, doesn't strike me as an inexpensive place to live. I presume you're thinking of something in the country. Exactly. Paris wouldn't be on a list of the world's most affordable destinations. But elsewhere in France no. could be. Certainly in the south, around Languedoc, for example, which is one of my favorite right. parts of the country, for someone looking for a place to live. Because it, it still offers the quintessential French country living experience that so many, so many of us dream about, but it's much more affordable, uh, affordable than maybe better known, more discovered choices. Okay. Um, now, wh I, I love Uruguay because it's, it's, it's largely unspoiled. It's, loose, it's got great beaches. It's not heavily populated. People are friendly. Um, what kind of rent would you look at in Uruguay? In Montevideo, in the capital, I think you could rent something very comfortable in the center of the, of the city for five or $600 a month. Punta del Este. These are just amazing. Yeah. These are amazing prices, <laughs> Kathleen. I, I know. And it's, it is. It's a, real, it's a revelation for Americans uh, when you begin to think about really what is available, the options you have. How about Malaysia and Thailand for rents? And where would you put someone in Thailand? Again, in the countryside or right downtown Bangkok? I, I wouldn't recommend Bangkok for living. Bangkok, certainly for a travel experience, is a great you should Bangkok at some point if you can, but as a place to live, I would recommend instead Chiang Mai, which is in the mountains and a uh, more comfortable climate most of the year, and, and as Up well, a, another uh, established community of foreigners, expats and retirees, so you would have, you know, company and community and support and people speaking English, which would be a big help there, because the downside to Thailand for the would-be retiree is that it can be serious culture shock, really, you know, exotic. On the other hand, we're, we're talking about how affordable Latin America is. Asia is even more affordable. You could rent in uh, Chiang Mai, for example, for two to three hundred dollars a month, and live, retire comfortably on a budget of say seven hundred dollars a month. Unbelievable! And the medical care in Thailand is is can be quite it's, superb. In fact, many Americans go there to get get inexpensive exactly. but good treatment. It's, it's a medical it's a medical tourism destination. So it's from that point of view, you'd have no concerns. All right, Kathleen, we don't have time, unfortunately, to go through each one of these, uh, but where can someone find this list and find these sample rents and other details about these places you recommend? On the website, liveandinvestoverseas.com, and I publish a free daily e-letter. And in the e-letter, we talk about all these destinations, all these ideas, you know, everything from cost to the more fun, romantic, sexy part of it, just what it's like to be there. Uh, and, again, it's free, and you can sign up for it at the website. Terrific. Kathleen Petticord, thank you for joining us. We'll have you on again. Uh, we've talked to thank Kathleen you. from her home in Panama. She is the publisher of Live and Invest Overseas. i got time for a quick deal of the week. How's this one? You want to go head to the Grand Tetons in Wyoming? Three places to stay there. I've got some specials running up to and after summer prime time. The title of this package is the Teton Explorer Package. It's lodging and breakfast per person per night based on two people staying one night. So you can stay at the Jackson Lake Lodge in a classic cottage for $165 per person, May 20th through June 7th. Then during the summer, it's two, it goes up to 282 so you've got $130 savings if you can go before June 7th. Drops back down to 165 September 29th through October 5th. That's a pretty narrow window. It looks like it's only about six, about ten, uh, six days, seven days. There's also Coulter Bay Village, one-bedroom cabin, 
$139 per person through June se- through May 23rd to June 7th. 197, not very bad, not much more. Only about 27 bucks more from June 8th through September 21st. And then the Headwaters Lodge and Cabins at Flag Ranch. These are all in Grand Tetons National Park. $149 June 1st through June 20th. And then again, 149 September 22nd through the 29th. It's just a window. But if the Grand Tetons have been a place you've always wanted to see, and what a beautiful national park that is, here's the deal. You've got a book by the end of this, this month, by March 31st, for travel all summer of 2013. So these deals are going to disappear. So check it out by uh, going to uh, uh, the Grand Tetons website and uh, find out about these deals called the Teton Explorer Package. Um, Oh, 37. Boy, I've got a lot of deals for you. We'll put them in the second hour, and I'll post some on the website. How about that? Because I've got a couple really good deals. We're coming to the end of the first hour. If your station is leaving us, uh, as I often say, not many of them are, and I'm happy about that. Most stay for the whole two hours. If your station's leaving us, I can't wait to see you next weekend. Same place, same time, same station. Thanks for spending some time with me this weekend. Let's do it again next weekend. If your station's sticking around, we're going to break for about six minutes for some news and uh, uh, commercials. And Rudy Max's world will be back. We've got a full schedule packed up. And I'll give you these other deals of the week toward the end of that hour. So don't go away. Rudy Max's world coming up. We're going to talk to Dan Butner about the one place in the world where the people live the longest. It's a place you want to visit. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.